Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome everyone to Saturday Sangha broadcasting from Wubno, Poland, Sadubavan, and broadcasting to, I see, all the way to Beijing 
and to south of Mendoza <laughs> and places in between. Thank you all for joining and taking this time uh, from all your duties and activities. Uh, today uh, we will have our usual routine, which means singing a song from Srila Bhaktivinod Thakur, Sharanagati. Uh, we have a couple of show and tell, uh, and possibly more, I don't know. And uh, I want to share um, something I just read from Bibi Govinda Maharaj, uh, some memories of his, of uh, Vibhu Chaitanya Prabhu. I was trying to remember last time. Uh, I couldn't remember the Vibhu part, but it's Vibhu Chaitanya whom Śrīla Prabhupāda uh, told uh, to just cook and don't worry about chanting japa, just cook for Krishna. That was his perfection. Um, and uh, then I thought we sh it is that time of year, it is the month of Kartik Dhamma-dharmasa, to uh, consider, to reflect, to hear, to discuss uh, Damodar Lila. And I thought the best place to start for that discussion is briefly from Sri Krishna Lila Stava of Sanatanga Swami and then from Bhagavatam. And uh, let's see, maybe we have also Gopal Champu here. And uh, yeah, like that. Uh, the surprise guest that I was hoping to have this week is not able to be with us this week. Possibly next week, we'll see. Um, and uh, that's about it. For now, okay. So, singing time. <clears throat> this is from the section Avasharakshibe or Rakibe, Krishna Vishvas Palana, song number four. And uh, I'm going to try to sing in. I guess it would be called ektal, sometimes called dutal. <laughs> One, two, I don't know. Chodato <clears throat> purusha abhiman. King Kori Hoilun Ajika Cholato Purusha Adima King Kori Hoilun Ajika 
Sevana korubun radhana kusume gantobun ara tulasi mani manjarita kusume gantobun Tulasi mani manjadita Jatane deobun saki kare Hatel laubo saki adare Jatane deobun saki kare Hate laubho sakhi adare Sakhi dibo tua dukkha gale Durato herobun kutu hole Sakhi dibo Durato Hedabun Kutu Hale Sakika Habo Shuna Sundari Roha Rahobi Kunje Mama King Kori Saki Kahabo Shuno Sundari Rahobi Kunje Mama King Kori Kanto Bi Mala Mano Harini Niti Niti Tiradha Krishna vi mohini Ganto vi mala manoharini Niti Radha Krishna vi mohini Tuarakan bada Tuarakan Bada Hamada Mama Kunja Kutir Tohada Tu Rakan Bada Hamada Mama Kunja Mama Kunja Kutir Tohada Radha Madhava Sevana 
kale rahobi hamada antarale radha madhava sevana kale rahobi hamada antarale Tambula saji karpura ani deo vi moi apan jani. Tambula saji karpura ani deo vi moi apan jani. Vakati vino shuniba shaki pade kore pranipa Vakati vino shuniba shaki pade kore pranipa Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama Rama Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Bow, Hare Bow, Hare Bow. Gorharibol, Nitai Gora, Haribol, 
Translation Gone is the vanity of male egoism, O Ghana. Now I am your faithful maidservant. Chodato Purusha Abhiman, King Kori Hoilun Aji Khan. This is again addressing Krishna. Lord Krishna, who's here referred to with the uh, nickname Khan, Kana. And Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, Chodato, giving up or throwing away my Purusha Abhiman, my thinking I am a man. King Kori Hoilun, Aji. Today, Aji, uh, I have. I become king kori, um, feminine king, uh, male would be king kara, and this is feminine king kori, excuse me, mm. uh, from the uh, Sanskrit question word kim, what, and kar- karana, or karun, uh, or karya, actually, in Sanskrit, what, what is to be done? So the servant is asking this question, what should I do? And therefore the servant is called a kinkara or a kinkari in this case. And the principle of service is called kainkarya, uh, which is a very popular term in the Sri Vaishnava tradition of South India, the Ramanuja Sampradaya. O Lord of Radha, in the groves of Raja, I will perform devotional service as a follower of one of the Sakis. Baraja, which is an extended Braja, Baraja Bipine in the forest, Saki Sat, together with the Sakis, with the uh, intimate. girlfriends of Krishna, Sevan Korobun, I will do seva, Radhanat, O Master of, O Lord of Radha. I will string together a necklace of forest flowers, and Tulsi buds shall be the jewels of that necklace. Kusume Gantobun Har, Tulasi mani manjari tar. So necklace is har, and um, yes, even in South India, uh, shalagram hara. We learned about um, they. They sometimes you'll see deities with a uh, a necklace of shalagram shilas. I first saw this in South India many years ago and decided Nursingadev in Germany has to have a Shalagram Hara. So anyway, that's another story. Uh, but we managed 
to arrange. Kusume gant gantobun. I will make um, a hara, a necklace of kusuma uh, of flowers, and tulasi money manjari tar. Tar I think means of of it. It's um, its jewels, uh, its ornaments will be these Tulsi manjaris. Then uh, fourth verse, with utmost care, I will place the garland in the hands of that confidential devotee, and she will take it with affection. Jotone deobun saki kore. Hate laobo saki adare. So jatane with uh, care, with effort. Deobun I will give saki kare into the hands of this of a saki. Um, hate laobo uh, she will take in her hand. Um, the saki, and uh, she will do this adare, also with uh, with affection. Then she will place the garland around both of your necks while I watch in wonder from afar. Uh, saki dibo tua duhuk gale. Uh, this Saki, who receives the garland, Debo, will give Tuwa to you, Duhuk. <laughs> uh, I believe it means you too. Gale means neck. Uh, Durato herabun kutuhale. From a distance, Durata. Hera, herabu. Um, means I will see, and we have that in the Tulsi song, I will see, herabun kutu hole, with amazement. Which is, uh, anyway, we'll get back to that. Saki kahabo shuno sundari. The confidant, the saki, will then say to me, listen, O beautiful one, you should remain in this grove as my attendant. Saki kahabo, the saki will say, Shuno sundari, O beautiful one, listen. Rahobi, uh, you will stay, kunje, mama kunje, no, kunje, in this kunja, in this grove, uh, mama kinkari, as my Kinkara, as my assistant, my servant. So she's, he, Bhaktivinod, is now uh, a Kinkari. He, she is being invited to remain the assistant of this Saki. Uh, the responsibility for your maintenance shall be mine. This is the Saki speaking to her uh, new assistant. The responsibility of your maintenance shall be mine. My cottage in the grove is yours. Tua rakan bhara 
hamara. So your <coughs> rakshana, your protection, bara, the bara, the, the weight, the responsibility, hamara, it is mine, mamakunja kutir tohara. And uh, my, my grove uh, cottage, Kunjakutir, Tohara, is yours. When I serve Radha and Madhava, you will attend behind me. Radha Madhava Sevan Kale, Rahobi Hamar Antarale. Uh, so at the time, Kale of my service to Radha Madhava. Rahobi, you will stay, Hamar Antarale, uh, behind me, in my, on my, how to say, in a possessive form, Hamara, my back, so to say. After preparing Tambula and bringing camphor, you will give them to me, knowing me to be yours. Tambula saji, sajiya, karpura aniya, deo bi moe apan janiya. So preparing tambula, tambula, uh, which is pan for chewing, uh, karpura aniya, and bringing the camphor, deo bi, you will. Uh, give moe to me, knowing janiya that you are mine, apan. And finally, the signature verse, bhakti vinod, bhakti vinod. <laughs> Having heard all these instructions, bows down at the lotus feet of that confidential saki, bhakti vinod shuniya bhat. Uh, hearing this bot, this speech, Saki Pade Kare, he makes obeisance, pranipat, at the feet of this Saki, this unnamed Saki. Yeah, this is uh, again, as I mentioned before, showing how Bhaktivinoda Thakur, in the course of from one song to the next in Sharanagati, he goes from, you can say, the more external to the more internal. So now he's in this verse, in this song, he's very much in the internal uh, mood. He's, he's describing himself now as an eternal servant of the Lord in, in Vrindavan. And he's uh, anticipating this situation as he prays to Krishna, and this, of course, is still in Avasya Rakibe. He's considering in terms of protection. Now he's saying, I'm going to be in the protection uh, of your Saki, of your assistant. I will become the assistant of your assistant, and she is inviting me uh, to to remain with her, she says, Tua Rakan Bhara Hamara. Uh, the responsibility of your protection is now mine. 
I thought it's uh, interesting and a little curious that the garland that he prepares and gives to the Saki to then give to Radha and Krishna, she then puts around the neck of both together, apparently. Saki dibo tua duhuk gale. Because it doesn't seem to mention two garlands. seems to be one garland. So we can picture that situation as uh, very sweet. Again, Bhaktivinoda Thakur is expressing confidence. Uh, it's not that maybe this will happen, but more like this is going to happen. And he's uh, looking forward to it. And it's all possible. Why? Chodato Purusha Abhiman. He's giving up his Purusha Abhiman. He's giving up his thinking, uh, his, his male ego, as it's translated here. And now, instead of being Purusha, he's going to be King Gari, uh, female servant. Nice. Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur Ki Jai. Hare Krishna. So, um, I suggest before we start with, I think we have a couple of presentations, if you can give me one minute during which you can all say hello to each other, <laughs> as you wish. I'll be right back. Okay. And so, um, who is our first show and teller today? Guru Maharaj uh, Prachanananda Prabhu was supposed to be, as you said, so I don't know. If is he here? here? I can't see him under regular names, so maybe he's under some other name which I don't know about. Um, didam, didam. Doesn't seem to be here. Nope, I don't see. Well, what to do? Okay, then we can continue with next. Uh, yeah. The Dharma Mai Mataji raised her hand, so I don't know if she wants to share something. Dharma Mai Mataji, can you unmute yourself? Can't hear me. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm reading uh, a beautiful book um, 
Two Fingers Short uh, from Shuba, Shuba Vilas. I don't know if someone knows that book. And um, it's amazing how Krishna this month is really special, you know, because um, last 14 days I'm really thinking about to, because of my business, what I'm doing, I really need a website. So I'm quite thinking, you know, to advertise myself like this. This was my meditation the last 14 days. I mean, the last five, few days, especially. And just today, when I was reading this, it, um, I, I found out that Krishna is also adver advertised himself and the spiritual world in the Damodar Ashtakam song. So in the third word, so I would like to share, it's really in short. Uh, but it's so so inspiring that uh, I say that I have to tell this to all of you. <laughs> so the word three from Adamadara Ashtaka we all know it it goes iti drik swalila bir ananda kunde swagosham nimanjan akya nimanjan tam akya payantam tadie shita gnishu bhaktar jitantvam puna prematas tam shatavriti vande. And translation goes, by such childhood pastimes, he grown in the inhabitants of Gokul in pools of ecstasy. To those who are equipped with knowledge of this of his majesty, he wants to show that he can only be won over by pure devotion. With great love, I repeatedly offer my obeisances to Lord Damodar hundreds of times. So here, uh, Shubhavilas Prabhu, uh, decodates the sweetness out of that verse, which is this verse talks about why Krishna performed this pastime. Iti drik svalila bir ananda kunde. Through this pastime, he drones the inhabitants of Vrindavan in pools of ecstasy or ananda kunde. He comes into this world only to give everyone an experience of the spiritual world. Pastimes like Damodar Lila are simply a glimpse of what is constantly on in the spiritual world. If this one pastime was enough to drown everyone in so much ecstasy, then one can imagine the experience of being submerged in constant waves of such beautiful pastimes. He declares to the world, Svagosham nima jantam akyapayantam the secret of Vrindavan. Just as advertisement is needed to sell products by creating demand, Krishna is advertising to lure people into entering the spiritual world through Damodar Lila. More the celebration of Damodar Lila, more is the advertisement for Krishna's product, namely Bhakti. Krishna wants the world to know that he is conquered by bhakti, tadie shita gnishu bhaktair jitam tvam. For any product to sell, there has to be brand recall. What is the brand recall for bhakti? What Krishna uses for advertising this product is a rope. He shows how powerful a product is that can tie even the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Prema tam the power of loving devotion. What kind of bhakti is Krishna advertising here? What kind of bhakti can control him? He is not talking about bhakti weakened, weakened by knowledge of his Aishwarya. 
He's not talking about bhakti weakened by awe and reverence. He's talking about bhakti enriched with prema like that of the Rajavasis. Uh -huh. So, um, so Krishna is the primordial um, advertiser and marketer. Is that what this is saying? Yes. I never heard in such a way, Guru Maharaj, that Krishna himself is advertising the spiritual world through Damodar Lila. And yeah. what, is the pro what is the product and what is the advertising? Yes, it was yeah. so nice to hear. Um, nice, thank you. I noticed it was mentioned there, this uh, sort of, it's a form of reasoning uh, that if this one Leela is uh, giving us so much pleasure, so much uh, bliss, how much more there must be in the spiritual world constantly. So there's a technical term for that. Kaimutya nyaya. Kaimutya nyaya. The logic of... It comes from kim uta. What to speak of. So if, if we have, you know, 1,000... Zwotis, because I'm in Poland. Uh, then within that, of course, we also have ten zwotis. So that's that's one one way it's used. And I have to unmute. I didn't know I was mute. How long have I been muted now? <laughs> Oh, okay. So I was explaining kaim mute, kaim, not muting, kaimutya nyaya, uh, which is that uh, it's it's a form of reasoning that if there's uh, so much of something in some situation, then there must be so much more uh, in a similar situation. That's kaimutya. So this is one example. If we get so much pleasure from hearing Damodar Lila, then imagine how much more there must be going on constantly. I sometimes wonder if there's not a kind of ecstasy overload in the spiritual world. You know, like it gets too intense sometimes. Anyway, I guess that's one of the dangers of spiritual life. Uh, something to think about. Okay, that's uh, nice. Okay. Did somebody else otherwise have something to share? Or did anyone have some question we should discuss before we proceed Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj, please, please accept my humble obeisances. Hare Krishna, Avadutarai. Yes, <clears throat> I don't have much courage, but I would like to tell two short stories, if it is 
allowed. <laughs> okay. Krishna. All right. One is about uh, the Gopas, and it is uh, uh, giving a picture how Krishna actually he's uh, the supreme personality of Godhead, but his pastime is to us from our viewpoint a little bit contradictory. <laughs> anyway, that brings some sweetness, it seems, at least. <laughs> anyway, the pastime is like this. Uh, Krishna is playing all day with uh, the gopas, and in the evening he say, oh, my dear friends, I have to now go home. My mother was calling me. <laughs> And then they say, because they be, really become angry, oh, your mother was calling the, you in the morning, in the noon and the afternoon also. And uh, now you remember in the evening time that she was calling you when we have to hide and you have to find us. All day long we were looking for you <laughs> to find you. Now it's our turn. <laughs> you cannot go. Yes, but my mother will not let me in the house. And then Madhu Mangal say, well, we also have our mothers and we know how to convince them. And listen, if you really want to go home, okay, you can go home, but don't think that next day we will allow you to come with us to play. <laughs> you cannot play tomorrow with us if you want to go home. So the Supreme Personality of Godhead is puzzled what to do. He who gives intelligence to all his devotees, he who is the source of all knowledge, all the Vedas, now doesn't know what to do. <laughs> and of course, because he likes so much his uh, friends and likes to play with them, he decides to stay with them. <laughs> The other story is about Mother Yashoda asking, telling to Krishna actually, Krishna, you had to read Shastra. Shastra? What is that Shastra? Ah, books. You have to read books, the scriptures. And why should I read scriptures, mom, Mother? Because there is a description of Bhagavan. <laughs> Oh, and how he is? How is he? Mother Rashoda said, well, he's Vibhu, he's great. And then Krishna is asking, and uh, what I will get if I know how is that he is great? And Mother Rashoda is saying, well, you will get Mukti. <laughs> Krishna is opening his eyes. <laughs> Mukti? And what, what after Mukti? Mother Ashwada is saying, then you will become happy. And then Krishna is going to a pot with water, starts to eat, and tells the Mother Ashwada, this is Ananda, this is happiness. I don't need to reach Astra. <laughs> mm. Mm. Indeed. <laughs> Hare Krishna. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, are these uh, 
local traditions from Brindavan? I, I did hear this from uh, the lecture of Amarendra Prabhu. Uh -huh. But uh, he didn't tell whether okay. it is local. <laughs> All right. Okay, thank you. Um, I'm being asked by Brihaspati and Amelia to tell the story of how Nrsinghadev got his Shalagram Hara in Singachalam, Germany. So, okay, briefly. Um, opportunity came in 1987 uh, to go to to go to uh, uh, to Nepal. And uh, up, yeah, we went up to Muktinath. It was myself, uh, Bhaktivai Bhava Swami, and uh, Suhotra Swami. We went on a little trek. We flew into Jamsam from Pokhara and then walked. We hired a Sherpa or two. Oh, we also had uh, this uh, Nepali devotee with us, uh, uh, Siddhanta is his name, I can't remember, very nice devotee, Siddhartha, Siddhartha. Uh, so we we uh, walked up to Muktinath, it was, yeah, sort of a day and a half of walking, stayed overnight in one little so-called hotel. <laughs> way up there in the mountains, and uh, came back down the same day, and then uh, back to Jamsam, and then they both continued on. They went back to Kathmandu, and I stayed two more days or three more days in Jamsam, just searching for Shalagram Shilas. Uh, because uh, this is right on the bank of the Kaligandaki River, uh, which is at that time of year a vast, uh, dry, almost completely dry bed of stones, just a vast, like an ocean of stones, uh, all kinds of stones. Some say they're all, they're all Shalagram Shila, but. Uh, so I, I searched for and found about 50 Shalagram Shilas in the course of my time there. Um, and I brought them back to Kathmandu. But most of those Shalagram Shilas were kind of large, um, not, not nice small round ones, which I wanted for Shalagram Hara. Uh, but I didn't find so many. So then I, I heard about and uh, was able to visit one very nice Brahmin pundit uh, from the Nimbarka Sampradaya in, ne in Kathmandu, who I had heard um, knows a lot about Shalagram Shila, and he could help me to identify all these Shalagram Shilas, which avatars are they, and so on. So I went, I vis met him, his family, 
And uh, he was very kind. We sat together. I showed him all the Shalagram Shilas, and he um, he basically gave suggestions like uh, this. This looks like you know Varaha, doesn't it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> it was a little bit uh, in, in a flexible, casual way, I would say. And when we finished with that, I asked him a question. Um, I was afraid he might get a little angry, but he he wasn't at all angry. I said, um, I said, we understand from Shastra that Shalagram Shila should never be um, sold and should not be purchased. Um, now, I've heard that Shalagram Shilas are available for sale uh, in the front of the Pashupati temple. This is the main Shiva temple in Kathmandu. So I've heard, because I'm looking for these small ones, we want to make the Shalagram necklace. So, but I've heard this is, I would like to go, and if they have, I would like to purchase, but um, Shastra is saying, don't do that. What do you say to that? And he said, oh, no, 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 there's no problem. He said, if you are purchasing for the purpose of worshiping them, um, then there's no problem. The problem is just buying and selling, <laughs> making money. Not that they're expensive. Um, so I ran. I didn't have much time. I think I was leaving that day. My flight was leaving that afternoon so I I ran to the Pashupati temple and uh, sure enough there were these uh, stands just little tables with the shopkeepers in front of the temple selling all kinds of things uh, including I saw Shalagram Shilas and they were selling for so cheap <laughs> And they were, they were like fifteen rupees for one, and you know. So I immediately, I, I immediately bought. Um, I guess it would have been all fifty-three that we put into the hara eventually. So I bought up these shalagram shilas. I guess the shopkeepers were very happy, and uh, yeah, eventually brought them all back. Um, brought them all back to Singachalam. And then uh, Nursingadev must have seen that this intention was there because very soon after that, he sent one devotee uh, to come stay at Singachalam who had some, some, ex some jewelry experience. And I had this little shop I had... Uh, set up. I had been doing something with making ornaments for the deities, but he sent this devotee uh, to make the Shalagram Hara using uh, silver, uh, silver wire, thick wire, in such a way that none of the Shalagrams would be harmed. And uh, yeah, he made the, the Hara, we offered it, 
And as I remember, it was not very long after that that this devotee mm, moved on. He went somewhere else. So Krishna sent him for that purpose especially. And now, uh, well, since then, there's it, the Hara has been completely remade. I forget, I guess, uh, Ramananda, would you know who made the new, the present Hara? Rishalagram. Is it is it Muktipat? Was it Muktipat, Prabhu? I thought it was Muktipat who made the first one. Maybe he made the second one too. I don't know. <laughs> well, he told me once that he, uh, he had to treat the Shalagrams quite roughly when he made them into... But I, I don't know if this was the first or the second one. Uh-huh. I, I don't I don't think in in since since I'm around I'm th- this was replaced. Hmm. Okay. Has has to be before then. Um, maybe we have to consult with Nara Hari. She will know. <laughs> yeah, we can ask her. Or Nandimuki, do you Nandimuki, know? Nandimuki, yeah, Nandimuki maybe. Um, I also thought it's Mukti part. Uh huh. Because he was there during uh, this time when uh, I remember one um, Sheila was uh, getting loose from mm. the necklace from the har, and uh, he was uh, fixing it again. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, maybe I didn't get the full story. I was thinking uh, he completely replaced the whole thing. But um, anyway, so... So everyone is recommended whenever you get opportunity, whenever any of us get opportunity to travel again, uh, go visit Singachalam. Or better yet, now I'm going to make a little promotion, which Ramananda Gopal will like. Better yet, go and plan to stay there for a longer period of time and uh, help with the worship of Nursingadev. How's that? In that way, you can have the opportunity to even touch this uh, mala, Shalakam Shila. Yes, you can touch, yeah. you can put to your head, Yeah. you can put your head to Nursingadev's feet. And his blessing hand. <laughs> and his blessing hand. Maharaj, uh, how how was this the story of the of the big Shalagram Shila? Because some devotees say, oh, he because he has not an open mouth, he's more like Koma. You, you have any mm-hmm. any thoughts about this? Uh, he was one of the first, and he was found by Ashtarata Prabhu. Um, Ashtarata was one of the not the first, but one of the first uh, Western ISKCON devotees to go up there to <clears throat> Kali Gandaki and, uh, and search for and find Shalagram Shilas. And he came back uh, with this quite large Nursinga Shalagram plus... Um, I don't know, maybe not all, but s- several of the other uh, shilas, which are now in uh, Aventoyer, go, um, 
in Golokadam. Yeah. Yeah. Was this, was this big Shalakam Shila, was it, was it identified as Nisingadev or was this uh, Astarata Babu said that's Nisingadev? Oh, that I don't remember, but mm, somehow we all felt this is Nisingadev. And uh, I can say also from this uh, Brahmin that we met in Kathmandu, and then later, um, I think Padmanabh Goswami from Rad, from uh, you know Rad, Radharaman Temple, and uh, possibly one other. I've I've had the distinct impression when they would identify a Shalagram Shila, it was not according to some hard and fast rule that yes this is absolutely must be x y or z um, but it was more like yeah looks kind of like um, yeah kurma why not huh <laughs> so it was more like if your inclination is to worship that way then then the lord who is we also understand that all Shalagram Shila are, are Narayana. And as Narayana, then they can accept worship uh, as any particular form. And as I understand, Gopal Bhatta Goswami, uh, that famous time of Nrsinga Chaturdasi, uh, the, the day before uh, Radharaman appeared, he was worshipping Nrsingadev in the form of one of his Shalagram Shilas. And to my knowledge, it was not identified as specifically a Nrsinga Shalagram Shila, but on that day, he was worshipping uh as Nrsingadev. So, in any case, he has a very big mouth, even if it's closed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I say also that Nrsingadev in Simachlam is more peaceful, therefore his mouth is closed. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, Ananda Mai had some question or comment. Yes, Hare Krishna, everyone. Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Um, I found on the Facebook one a photo from um, from Vrindavan. Um, one devotee has thousands of this Shalagram Shilas, mm. and the, they show the photo so if you want i can show this uh, share the screen um <laughs> i found it quite interesting this darshan of so many shilas at once okay okay so can i share the screen because last time i couldn't 
Yes, my teacher. Okay. Can you can share the screen. Yeah. Oh, you can see this. Ah, yes. This is from Vrindavan. An ocean. Ocean of. Shalagram Silas. Yeah, <laughs> painting them. <laughs> Jagan <laughs> Hatsadar. <laughs> ah. So many, yeah? Wow. Yeah, they, it's 16,000 or something like that. Hmm. So it's, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Darshan of <laughs> full of <laughs> Darshan of God times sixteen thousand. Okay. Thank you. Okay, Very thank well. you. Um someone else wanted to comment something? Uh, Guru Maharaj, I just wanted to ask if I can also share uh, for one second uh, Lord Narsinghadir from Sinkhachalam with that Hara, uh, Shalagram Shila Hara, the photo because Mother Jivana Prabhu sent it. Yes. Ah, yes, very nice. Sri Sri Prahlad Lakshmi Nusingadev Ki Jai. <laughs> yes, the, <clears throat> the small Nusingadev deity also has a a shal his own, his own Shalagramahara. And this came, and this came some, years later. some years later. Nice. Okay. Um, did can did I share something? Three minutes only. Oh, let me just ask: Did Pracharananda appear yet? Yes, he did. Hare Krishna. There you are. Okay. So um, we were going to hear from you something now. I think. Right now. Well, well if, if you're, you're ready. ready. Um, I would need another 30 seconds. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, Avaduta Rai wanted to say something. Uh, it is a movie about one Muslim uh, speaking about uh, Krishna. And uh, I don't know what to think about that. It is in connection with the past uh, conversations about... Uh, so I don't know if you, if you would like to see... I can share on that. Well, um, I wouldn't mind, but I'm, I'm doubtful that it's going to work um, technically. Um, I don't know. Uh, especially with speech, it may be difficult uh, to, 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 to get moving video with speech through, through, through Zoom. Zoom. Expect to see, therefore, as you're saying, rightly so, uh, prophets and or prophets even in India, and uh, of course we do. And uh, there's a very interesting hadith actually, which uh, exists in the Tariq Hamdan Dainami, and you will find that in the chapter called Babul Kaf, 
where the Holy Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu is on is uh, on record for having said, "Kana fil Hindi Nabiyan aswad alauni ismahu kahina." So he said there was a prophet in India, dark of color, and his name was Kahina. Now this is the Arabic uh, uh, pronunciation of the name Kanheya, Kahina, Kanheya, which is one of the names of Krishna, as we know uh, our Hindu brothers and sisters called Krishna also Krishna Kanheya. Now this is so he's saying that that was a prophet, a great prophet of God in India, so great that the prophet Islam actually mentioned him. Um, so this is this is to show that Krishna was. Indeed, although he is worshipped by Hindus today, he was a historical figure and he was a prophet of God without a shadow of doubt. If you study his teachings, you will find that there, were, there was the teaching of the unity of God and of doing good to, 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 your, uh, to your neighbor, etc., exactly as was preached by the other prophets. And uh, so we see that even the Holy Prophet Muhammad mentions him, after which no Muslim should, should say that Krishna is, uh, uh, is uh, just you know, one of the, the deities of, of the Hindus. No, he's a person just like Christ, who was, who was uh, 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 Sayyidina Islam, who was a historical figure, but who was later worshipped by his followers. And um, the, there was um, another claim which was made here, which you mentioned, and it is that there was no mention in Hindu mythology that uh, Krishna will return again. This is such a, uh, how would I say, a, 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 a basis a, a statement to make, and it only reveals total uh, ignorance of uh, the teachings of Hinduism and of the, the holy books of Hinduism. One of the uh, favorite, if not the favorite, uh, verses of the Bhagavad Gita, which is in chapter 4, as verses 7 and 8 of the Bhagavad Gita, which is recited and chanted very often by Hindus, is actually a great prophecy showing that Krishna would come again. And uh, in that, uh, uh, in those verses, uh, it is said, Yada, yada, hi dharmasya, glamir bhavati bharata, abhyatthanam dharmasya, tadatmanam srijamyaham, paritranaya sadhunam, vinashaya chadushkritam, dharmasam sthapanarthaya, and the meaning of this is very, it's a very powerful prophecy made by, by Krishna. He says, whenever and wherever there is a decline in religious practice, O descendant of Bharata, and the predominant rise of irreligion or an, an absence of religion, he said, at that time I myself descend to deliver the pious and to annihilate the evil ones as well as to re-establish the principles of dharma, meaning of religion, I myself appear, yuge, yuge, meaning age after age, millennium after millennium. So this is where Krishna, and this is why the Hindus believe that as we are now in the Kali Yuga, so we're in the, the period of darkness, where sin abounds and irreligion abounds, they're awaiting Krishna. And so this was a true prophecy, and, and this is why Hare Krishna. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Interesting. Interesting. Sounds sounds he, sounds, he like, sounds a like a bhakta. Imam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder, wonder which specific, specific tradition he's from. Um, he mentioned that there's something in a hadith. Uh, the hadiths are 
um, stories, stories about, about uh, the, uh, prophet the prophet Muhammad, Muhammad uh, which, which are they're, they're not quite as authoritative as uh, the Holy Quran, but they are they do carry a lot of weight, as I understand. So yeah, that's very interesting. Um, Krishna is uh, all, all attractive. attractive. <laughs> okay, uh, Pracharananda, are you there? I am here. Am I on mute? No, I'm not. I am here. Shall I just... Where, where, where are you? I am in Gainesville, Florida, which uh -huh. is um, in the north middle part of Florida, for those of you who have seen Florida on the map before or have been here. <laughs> and uh, maybe you can tell us who you are. <laughs> uh, I'm uh, Pracharananda Das. Uh, I, who, who am I? That is a profound question. Yeah. Um, I've been a devotee in ISKCON for 25-ish um, years at this point. Um, I took shelter of Guru Maharaj, oh, I don't know, even 10 or 15 years ago now after my, as I like to call him respectfully, Guru Beta version uh, resigned his post. Um, um, and and you've, uh, just, you've just moved down from Canada. Yes, and so um, I'm a geologist by training and profession, but I recently gave up my job in a university in Canada to come down to Florida, uh, which is the headquarters of a branch of the Bhaktivedanta Institute, uh, which is, I guess, what I'm going to talk about a little bit now. Uh, but then in the process of doing that, I also accepted a job here as a math and science teacher in the local Gurukul. Uh, so these things are very much related uh, and I was going to talk a little bit about that too, if that's okay. Sure. sure. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the Bhaktivedanta Institute was uh, founded by Srila Prabhupada in 1975, um, very much focused at that time uh, explicitly on this question of life comes from life. Um, Prabhupada at that time was preaching very strongly against the Darwinists um, and so on and so forth. Um, and he wanted, uh, but he also wanted to create a larger sangha of um, devotees with, with higher education, specifically in the sciences, but in anything uh, related to that, such as the history or the philosophy of science as well. Um, and so this has uh, had uh, many different incarnations, I guess, over the last 50 years, um, different groups here, there, and everywhere, uh, so it would seem. Um, and recently in this part of the world, there's been a uh, resurgence under the direction of Brahmatirta Prabhu uh, from the famous book, Perfect Questions, Perfect Answers. Um, Better known as Bob Cohen. Bob Cohen, yes. <laughs> yeah. He was asking the perfect questions, which got the perfect answers. Yes, and hence the book. And, um, and so, but we also have a lot of people um, in our orbit who are providing guidance and we recently had one person in our orbit who also just provided a ton of material resources in the form of a house and that was um who bought a house in gainesville uh, mostly as a headquarters for the bhaktivedanta institute and i just posted in the chat link here uh a link to oh that's the wrong that's the wrong thing i posted in there one second that was a link for later 
You, you can also, if you want to do a share screen, you could do that. Well, I don't know how much time uh, you're expecting, but I do have a little bit of a PowerPoint also about this school. Um, oh. So here's a link to, I don't know if we have time for that. It's not essential, but here's a link to the house. If okay. You want to click on that. Yeah. And so you can flip through that yourself to kind of see what it looks like. Um, the pictures and whatnot. So um, it's a fairly large house. It's a historic house in Gainesville. Maybe I'll share my screen. Hold on. There we go. Uh, yeah, so this was a house that was built in 1928 by the president of the University of Florida at the time. His name was John J. Tigert. And thus this house is known in Gainesville as the Tigert House. So it's a little bit of a historical landmark. It's on a pretty quiet street in a nice neighborhood. It's a residential neighborhood. So we're a little bit limited in its use, uh, but you can see that it's very spacious. Um, along with the house, we also have had donated to us in the last couple months, about 5,000 books. So we have a few uh, very large libraries that we've taken possession of. Uh, one devotee uh, who left his body recently donated a very large, his estate donated a very large Vaishnav library to us. And we've also had uh, the libraries of two retiring uh, religion professors at the University of Florida donated to us. So this is the main conference room, library room. So these walls will probably be completely covered with books, which is uh, an aesthetic challenge to make that look nice. Um, there's a big kitchen, there's a big yard beautiful grounds. And so not a lot of uh, residence space. We do have some space for visiting scholars to come and stay with us for a month or two months or three months and do some writing and enjoy the garden and have some sangha. The University of Florida, which is the um, fourth largest public university in the United States and one of the top 10 ranked public universities in the United States is just a, a couple kilometers down the road. I don't know. I could go on forever. I could stop right there. But anybody like to ask some questions, you can flip through the pictures. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, the Institute for Higher Studies, right? Yes. Um, and it seems to be an attempt to make a sort of fresh start with Bhaktivedanta Institute. Yeah. In um, some respects. In some respects, yeah. So the, um, there was, I don't have the picture right available, but um, Prabhupada gave the service of developing the Bhaktivedanta Institute to a, a, um, like some pretty specific people. Um, like it wasn't just a, a, random, a random order that he gave. He instructed a few different people to lead this charge. Um, and after Srila Prabhupada left his body and ISKCON, began to develop on its own. It was kind of split into two camps, I would say, although they were not really at odds with each other. Um, they just had sort of different strategies for executing the mission. And that was uh, one through uh, Bhakti Srupdhamadar Maharaj and the other through Sadaputa Prabhu who lived here in Gainesville for most of his life. And so um, Brahmatirta, Bob Cohen was one of the people that Prabhupada instructed to carry on with this. And so Brahmatirtha, uh, he's a little bit older now, he's retired, he's looking for a hobby, I guess, in his 
<laughs> later years. And so he's really taken up uh, this mantle sort of in the line of the work that Sadapuja Prabhu was doing. Yeah. Um, and, but um, what are the immediate projects that are being undertaken with this? Uh, well, the first real event that we're going to have here, we're having in a couple of weeks at the end of November, and that is a, a cosmology conference in which we've invited, um, I think, about 30 people from around the world who have done research in Vedic, Puranic, Siddhantic, and modern cosmology uh, to a conference called Memes, Maps, and Models, Oh My, um, where we're looking, <laughs> yeah, you can Including guess. Including the all including the last oh my oh my yes you can take a guess at who came up with that title <laughs> um and so that's a that's a two-day conference in which we will discuss um what are those three three those three things memes maps and models um and what do they have to do with descriptions of Bhumandala and the vertical dimensions of the bhagavatam and what is iskhan's role in and iskhan's scholarly role in this discussion, which has actually been going on for at least 1500 years, as far as we can tell, uh, regarding how to, um, how to relate what we can observe about the universe with what is described in uh, specifically the Puranas, yeah. as opposed to, you know, Jyoti Shastras. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is exactly also uh, to tie this into the other thing, if we have time, which is also exactly what we're teaching in the Gurukul right now, because the first lesson they have the first semester is astronomy. Um, and so it's interesting to see the difference between the way an adult with a fully developed mind and decades of experience in the world puts these things together versus someone who's 12 and doesn't really know anything other than what their parents have told them. <laughs> So do you want to take that as a cue to say something about the, the school? Uh, yeah. Am I still sharing my screen here? Let me share something else. Whoops. Uh, zoom functioning. Here we go. So very briefly, because I don't want to take up everybody's time. Um, here it is. So the Bhaktivedanta Academy, uh, there are two uh, schools that are run by um, ISKCON here in Alachua County. One is a public, what's called a charter school, which means it's open to everybody. And um, there are many, it's about 50-50 split between devotee families and families from the overall community. So the devotees are providing educational services to the broader community, which I think is pretty cool. Um, and the school is pretty well respected, but the Bhaktivedanta Academy or the Bhaktivedanta Academy North America is the quote Gurukul, where there's also uh, Vaishnav studies um, involved in the curriculum directly. And so uh, the purposes of the school are to gain spiritual insight is to help students understand who they are and what their relationship with Krishna is to flourish intellectually. So they have the um, intellectual skills to uh, engage and compete in the, in the modern secular world uh, to help them grow emotionally and engage in um, healthy and meaningful social interactions and also to help them uh, maintain physical fitness. So I'm teaching math, science and physical fitness here. Oh. 
Yeah, uh, the, uh, they've brought me on physical fitness because of my knowledge of martial arts, which is yeah. not anything I'm teaching these kids right now. They need to chill before they can do that. Anyway, um, uh, and, this, uh, and so the academic curriculum here is run through what's called the International Baccalaureate Program. The International Baccalaureate Program is probably the leading international secondary school program. So this is considered high quality stuff all over North America, Europe, many parts in Asia, many, especially Southeast Asia, uh, and then into the Far East, Japan, Korea, uh, as well as throughout Africa now, this is expanding. So not only are these kids getting a high quality devotional education, they're also getting a top tier um, academic education. And I can share these slides with people. I don't wanna read all this text, a little bit about the BA, uh, BI. So they take nine classes which is a lot. And there's a goal to really want to try to integrate this stuff. Um, and so it's not like now is science class, now is history class, you know, science and history are, are deeply intertwined. And so we also want to help them understand those relationships. Everybody's got to wear masks. Uh, there are two classes. There's a seventh and eighth grade class that I'm teaching. Um, and then there's a ninth and 10th grade class that I'm teaching. And so the seventh and eighth graders right now are learning, um, about astronomy, I'm, I'll skip this, I don't wanna bore you guys. So you can ask questions if you're interested. So anyway, uh, what we're doing, and so within the IB program, there's a way to formulate a lesson plan. And so it has a topic and it has a context of why they're learning this. Um, and then there are concepts within that context that we want them to learn. So here the topic is cosmology, um, and that's related to orientation in time and space. Who are we and where are we and when are we is also a question that we could ask. Um, and so the concept that we're exploring here are relationships. And so, oops, I didn't uh, complete my PowerPoint changes over here, but we're looking at patterns and evidence. And we're looking at how the patterns of energy in the universe can tell us or can teach us about who we are and where we come from. And so we have two different sets of patterns here and we're exploring the difference between them. Um, and so we explore it on a factual level, and this is like the academic education. What is really the evidence that supports the Big Bang Theory? I think uh, devotees to a large extent like to, you know, use the Big Bang Theory as a bit of a straw man in our preaching without really understanding the details of it. And so at the very least, we should be scientifically literate. So we teach them some of the details of that. And then we also teach them about the concept, and the concept here is technology and how technology has changed our understanding of our place in the universe and also changed our relationship with the universe. So because of technology, in my opinion, you know, technology has removed a lot of the personalism in the universe. We don't see the moon as a personal being anymore uh, because the way we view it through technology makes it appear to be a cold rock. And so that can bring up scientific debate. And so the debate that we're focusing on here is, can the scientific method alone reveal all the deepest truths of the universe. Um, and if I can just share one more screen real fast, <laughs> I can show you. Yeah, oh, so very strict COVID rules here. Treat your mask like your underwear. Don't share it, change it daily, make sure it's clean, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and if I just may have, I'm sorry, I apologize for taking so much time, but if I may have just another minute, I can show you some of the cool artwork these guys have done in this project. Where, oh, how do I share the screens? If only I knew how to use the Zoom. 
How do I stop sharing the screen? Oh, here we go. All right, just give me one more second because I think some of you guys would like this. So I've had them uh, draw art uh, that represents Bu Mandala. And there's some scientific value to doing this too, is they're learning about scale. Uh, they're learning about geometry. Um, they're learning about um, exponential growth, um, all kinds of stuff by mapping Bu Mandala. And so I've asked them to draw a scale model of Bu Mandala as it's described in the Bhagavatam. And then to compare that with what we know about the universe using scientific methods, telescopes and the like. And these are just some of the examples uh, that have been done by seventh and eighth graders. So this is the inner rings of Bumandala with Jumbo Dweep in the middle and all the various oceans. And then they quickly realize they're running out of space here. And so <laughs> this person chose to go on to the backside. And so the gray part here is everything that's on the front side. And here are the rest of the mountains or rings and islands of Bumandala. This person uh, brought in some artistic perspective to it and zoomed out uh, between the inner rings and the outer rings because they also, they all very quickly realized that they're gonna run out of space. Um, but then they, all, then they also have to tie this in with um, modern astronomy. Like this is a diagram of life cycle of the star. And this was a test that I gave them. I said, draw a model of the life cycle of a star and explain what the different stages are. And then there was an essay question associated with it, which is, do you think stars are alive? Why or why not? So this has to do with this idea of relationships and understanding how patterns of energy provide evidence as to who we are in the world. So these are some pictures. That's it, I'm done. <laughs> Memes, maps and models online. Thank you. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Okay, thank you. Uh, you can unshare your screen, I think, now. Yes. Yeah, um, very nice. Thank you for that. Um, what was I going to ask? Oh, seventh and eighth graders and ninth. Seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth? And tenth. And tenth, yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like these kids uh, are how how receptive are they? Are they are they getting into it what you're teaching? Yeah, I think they're mostly game. Uh, I think so. The ninth and tenth graders are teaching biology and geometry, um, and it's school. You know, they don't like to go to school, of course. Um, <laughs> and it's and it, it, with the pandemic, it's it's extra difficult because. Yeah, uh, we need to keep the classes separate. So we only have each class half time during the week and the rest of the time they're online, which is very challenging um, as an uh -huh. educator. Um, but they're mostly game. They're very sheltered. They don't they don't know what awaits them in the broader world should they choose to go out there. And, you know, why would they bother in Alachua? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, they're great kids. Uh, they're all uh, brilliant and gifted in their own ways. And hmm. uh, not without adolescence behavioral issues. Right. And uh, you've made quite a radical career change. <laughs> I have. <laughs> but so far, so good, right? 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. So far, so good. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's no, you know, what what to say about that? Uh, I felt a calling. Felt a calling. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, um, all the best, and uh, we will be hearing more in due course of time. Yes, sure. and please, all of you, please come visit. Uh, once the once the airplanes start taking off again across the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. Okay. So time is flying by, and we're hardly. Whoa. Uh, I wanted to read something from uh, His Holiness Bhakti Bringa Govinda. Maharaj or Swami Maharaj and uh, specifically to do with uh, Vibhu Chaitanya Prabhu because <laughs> I always had this I was very struck when I first uh, met Vibhu Chaitanya Prabhu he was the cook in Vrindavan this ties in a little bit with our ongoing theme of the Holy Dham uh, because uh, we are appreciating that the Holy Dham is, is the place of uh, holy people, of, of the devotees. And uh, one such devotee we were remembering, was it last time or the time before, was, I think last time was uh, His Grace Vibhu Chaitanya Prabhu. Um, so, Bibi Govinda Maharaj is telling about Vrindavan 1977. This was, uh, Srila Prabhupada was um, preparing to depart the world. And uh, Maharaj is saying that he, he took up opportunity to cook at this time in the temple. Uh, and he was also a pujari. Uh, he would he would do anything to be able to get in the kitchen and do some service there. So he said he would just go in and cook and, and cut sabjis. Uh, and sometimes he would get opportunity to cook one or two preparations for Krishna and Balaram. Uh, he says that Vibhu Chaitanya, before coming to Vrindavan, he had been a grain merchant. He was selling, you know, rice and, and such. Um, and that he had never cooked in his life prior to coming to Vrindavan. <laughs> but he felt that when he came and somehow he got this engagement in cooking, that Shimati Radharani was teaching him how to cook. Um, says he would be already in the kitchen by Mangalarti. He said that that time there was no gas for cooking. It was all done with, co with coal. Uh, so Mangalarti, uh, he would come out of the kitchen. He would... 
uh, have darshan of the deities from the temple room. And I vaguely remember this also. He would come out, offer obeisance, and then he would go right back in and he would start the fires for the, uh, for the cooking right after Mangalarti, and then he would cook all day. Uh, he says maybe he took one or two hours break in the afternoon, but otherwise it seemed like he was just cooking and uh, cleaning. And then he would leave the kitchen late at night. He says he was really a selfless servant and didn't like to talk too much. You would say things to him, uh, and sometimes he would answer. <laughs> but most of the time, he would just give you a slap on the back or a slap on the face. And he would just smile, his angelic smile, and chant Hare Krishna. Uh, he says sometimes Vibhu Chaitanya, who was an older uh, gentleman, would have some trouble with the younger Bengali boys. Vibhu Chaitanya, I believe, was also from Bengal. Uh, for the young, he would have trouble with the young. Bengali pujaris or uh, kitchen helpers. But uh, Vibhu Chaitanya, the worst thing that he could say about these boys, about such a boy, was, Oh, he is a very bad boy. <laughs> that was the worst thing he could say. <clears throat> and his greeting. Uh, to others, other devotees, was Hari Bol, Hari Bol. He, he prints it here with a question mark. Hari Bol, Hari Bol. And he would always say this very sweetly. And uh, Gov Bibi Govindamaraj says that uh, in the morning or Sometime he would uh, he would go by behind the kitchen uh, of the deity room is this uh, small passageway behind the temple uh, where you can walk uh, to do parikrama uh, between the guest house and the temple and uh, Maharaj would he would call out he knew that Vibhu Chaitanya is in the kitchen. The window there would be open, I think it's a small window, and he would walk by, Maharaj would call out, Haribol, Haribol, and sure enough, Vibhu Chaitanya would call back, Haribol, Haribol. And then he tells about uh, when he was living in the Gurukul, uh, those of you who have been, you know there's this big... Uh, three-story uh, rectangular uh, with a big courtyard in the middle, quite large building, Gurukul. And he says, I was living in room 105, 105 from 1977 to 1979. And again in 1987. 
Um, so he says he would be uh, getting ready for bed around 9.15 and someone would come down the hall and would take the, the lock, the metal lock on the door and bang twice. Uh, and he says, I would get up to see who it was and it would be Vibhu Chaitanya who would have a big smile on his face and he would say, Hari Bol. And then he would give him a tiffin, a metal container. Uh, he would just thrust it in the room. That's for you. And he says, this tiffin would be full of the world's best kachoris and tomato chutney with dates. This was his specialty. And he would come at nine o'clock at night, say, here, this is for you. So, you know, hot kachoris. So <laughs> Although it was n not the best time to eat, still you could not, could not not eat. So like that, uh, this is a little, uh, little snapshot of uh, this very wonderful devotee, Vipu Chaitanya. I remember seeing some years later uh, when Vipu Chaitanya was, was older and he was no longer able to cook, then he, he was uh, serving Charanamrita. He would just sit and give Charanamrita to everyone who came. And then I don't know which year it was that he left, but uh, now we just have his memory. So, and then, finally, um, something about Damodar and Damodar Leela. Um, did I mark this properly? <clears throat> okay. So, we have Sri Krishna Leela Stava of Srila Sanatan Goswami, translated by uh, the late Gopi Paranadana Prabhu. And I've told before that this is consisting of uh, prayers to the Lord, all in the vocative form, which means addressing directly the Lord. Um, and it's in the form of obeisances. I think it's 108 namas or obeisances uh, describing the Lord and his pastimes. Uh, and so mm, I think a general theme here, which is nice to reflect on, is the Lord's mischief, his mischievousness, uh, and the response of the Brajabhasis, uh, their complaints. So we have verse number 92, Vatsapucha Samakrishta Vatsapucha Vikarshana Vismaritanya Vyapara Gopa Gopi Pramodana. O puller of the calves' tails, the calves dragged you about by their tails. You delighted the cowherd men and women 
making them forget all other business. So this was one of the um, one of the mischievous activities of little Krishna and Balaram, uh, pulling the tails of the calves and even getting dragged by them around in the mud. It goes on, Griha Kritya Samasakta Matri Vayagriya Karaka Brahmadi Kamya Lalitya Jagat Ascharya Shaishava. When your mother was engrossed in household chores, you distracted her. Your sweetness enchants demigods like Brahma. Your childhood amazes all the worlds. And then there's a request to be pleased with us. He says, Prasida Balagopala Gopigana Mut Avaha Anurupa Vayasyapta Charu Komara Chapala. Be pleased with me, O child Gopal, joy of the cowherd women. You had suitable friends your age. And just as a toddler, a toddler, um, for those who may not know, toddler means a very young child, usually someone, uh, a child who begins walking, um, maybe up to age three would be called a toddler. Um, so you had suitable friends your age, and just as a toddler should be, you were charmingly naughty. Um, let's see. Yes, chapala is being translated here as naughty. Naughty is also a, a word commonly used with regard to small children when they do something mischievous, when they do something bad, we don't say they are bad exactly, but they are naughty. Um, and every mother and father knows about the naughtiness of their own children. So, Charu Komara Chapala. Charming um, naughtiness of of. Uh, the toddler, Komara. So, mm, that's in preliminary, you can say, anticipation. And there's some also anticipation of what we might want to call the main pastime in the Bhagavatam. Uh, in chapter 8 of Canto 10. Mm. Uh, some of these verses, there are uh, several different meters of verses in the Bhagavatam. And this is one of the longer ones. Um, and I wasn't able to uh, to get the name of the meter, but it's very sweet. 
And it's giving something of the feeling of what is going on in the verse. Uh, it gives a flavor of what's happening, what the verse is describing. So it goes something like this. Vatsanmunchan kvacheda samaye krocha sanjatahasa steyam svadvatyata dadipaya kalpitai steya yogai markan bokshan vibhajati sachen nati bandang binnati dravyalabhe sagriha kupito it has a certain jerkiness flavor, and that's because, you can say, of what's being described. These are the, the friends of Mother Yashoda complaining, uh, complaining or... Uh, in any case, let's see what they say. Our dear friend Yashoda, your son sometimes comes to our houses before the milking of the cows and releases the calves. And when the master of the house becomes angry, your son merely smiles. Sometimes... He devises some process by which he steals palatable curd, butter, and milk, which he then eats and drinks. When the monkeys assemble, he divides it with them. And when the monkeys have their bellies so full that they won't take more, he breaks the pots. Sometimes, if he gets no opportunity to steal butter or milk from a house, he will be angry at the householders, and for his revenge, he will agitate the small children by pinching them. Then, when the children begin crying, Krishna will go away. I was thinking we can imagine the, uh, the news headlines. If we put this into news headlines format, <clears throat> Something like uh, the king's son caught stealing yogurt from neighbors. The king's son pinching the neighbor's children. Um, and we might we might think then, about discipline, and we might think about control of this, um, of this unwieldy, of this uncontrolled child. Well, it gets worse, you could say, and that's described in 
the next verse. I won't read the Sanskrit this time. When the milk and curd are kept high on a swing hanging from the ceiling, and Krishna and Balaram cannot reach it, they arrange to reach it by piling up various planks, various boards, and turning upside down the mortar for grinding spices. Being quite aware of the contents of a pot, they pick holes in it. While the elderly gopis go about their household affairs, Krishna and Balaram sometimes go into a dark room, brightening the place with the valuable jewels and ornaments on their bodies and taking advantage of this light by stealing. And of course, this is the great sin of Krishna, that he is a thief, um, for which we celebrate. <laughs> now, before going on with the Bhagavatam, let's see how Srila Jiva Goswami elaborates It seems that Mother Yashoda's friends were having a meeting. And uh, Jiva Goswami tells us that their purpose in having this meeting was to increase the bliss of Mother Yashoda. So to increase her bliss, they uh, criticized Krishna's actions as if quarreling. Not really fighting, but as if quarreling. Then Mother Yashoda appears in the gathering, in the group of people, of her friends, she sits down on a golden throne. Uh, the other ladies sit in rows uh, around her. Uh, and she speaks to them about Krishna, satisfying them and they satisfying her. And then we get uh, some of their conversation. Jiva Goswami says, One gopi says, Your son does bad things. And Yashoda says, Oh, foul-mouthed woman, what did my son do? And the gopi says, He goes around, and lets all the calves loose. And Yashoda says, He's helping you. And the gopi says, He does this at the wrong time. 
this causes problems. Yashoda, why would anyone do something without a cause? Now, this is an interesting philosophical question because if Krishna is the cause of all causes, that means he is without cause because he is the original cause. Here, Mother Yashoda is saying, why would anyone do anything without a cause? Well, in the case of Krishna, there's very good reason he would do something without cause because he is the cause of all causes. The gopi says, oh, Yashoda, he does it without cause. Yashoda says, angry woman, do you not use harsh language? And the gopi says, when I revile him, when I scold him, your son simply laughs. And Yashoda says, if you have nothing else in the house, just give him some water and you can control him. Okay, the gopi says, he goes from house to house stealing and then eats the stolen goods with relish. He's enjoying what he eats. And Yashoda is still not accepting any of this. She, said, she says, ignorant woman, is it proper to give such evidence? <laughs> it's almost like... Um, this is not polite. It may be true, but it's not polite to say this. <laughs> and then the gopi says, Your son is the guru for all methods of stealing. And Yashoda says, Liar! Everything you say is impossible. So Mother Yashoda seems to be in denial about what is going on. And the gopi goes on complaining. She says, if we place the food high, he climbs up. Yashoda says, you can keep milk and other things high up so he cannot get them. The gopi says, from far away, he pokes holes in the milk pots. Yashoda says, how does he know the pots have milk in them? <laughs> and the gopi says, he is expert at guessing. Of course, we're speaking about Krishna. Krishna is all-knowing, so it's no problem for him to know that there's milk in the pots. The gopi says he's expert at guessing. Yashoda is still denying. She says, he is not like that. And the gopi says he knows how to do everything in stealth, which means um, in, in a in a tricky way. Yashoda says, Ah, you can hide everything in secret places. The gopi says, Because his body acts as a lamp, it is impossible to hide anything in dark places. So here the gopi is not referring to his jewels, but to his body as being luminous. And then Yashoda says, your body is covered in kumkum, so you show yourself to him easily. 
okay? And the gopi says, your son, with the effulgence from his jewels, does not know darkness. Uh, and this may remind us of what Krishna tells us, tells Arjuna and all of us in Bhagavad Gita, Tesham eva anukampartam, Ahamagyanajamtama, Nasheam Yatma Bhavasto, Gyana Deepena Basvata. Out of compassion, Anukampa Artam, literally shaking with Aham uh, Agyanajam Tama, the darkness which is Agyanaja, which is born from ignorance, Nashe Ami, I cause to be dispelled. How? Jnana Deepena, by the light, Basvata, by the light uh, of, of knowledge. <clears throat> Krishna says, I do that. Um, Yashoda says, what child is without ornaments? <clears throat> and the gopi says, he feeds food to the monk, as <laughs> she's trying to make excuses. All the children have ornaments, so, you know, don't just blame my child. The gopi says, he feeds food to the monkeys with force. And Yashoda says, but monkeys can eat only a little butter. What are you thinking? I think Yashoda's defenses are sometimes not exactly to the point. <laughs> gopi. If the monkeys cannot eat, he breaks the pots and says everything is contaminated by the monkeys. Then he makes the babies cry. And then Yashoda seems to think, well, I don't know if I can believe you, because she says, I will ask the head women. And the gopi says, he makes other boys urinate in the houses. <laughs> and Yashoda says, no, no, that is some spilled powder mixed with oil. And the gopi says, in front of you, he remains obedient. He's very proper with you. And Yashoda says, your words are most astonishing. Uh, then it goes on to say, Jiva Goswami says, Mother Yashoda kept being defensive like this. Uh, she didn't believe what they're saying, so they would repeat everything to her. And of course, by repeating, uh, they are repeating Krishna's pastimes, which is actually making Mother Yashoda very happy. Sri Damodara Ki Jai Hare Krishna. So we've come to that time again. Um, I did want to also, I don't like to end on a sad note, but still I should say uh, that uh, it was quite shocking to hear just last Sunday, just the day, the morning after our meeting, that our dear Sunanda Das, Sunanda Prabhu from Split, uh, has de departed uh, this world. It was really quite quite sudden, I would say. Uh, we knew that he was uh, suffering uh, with, with cancer, but there was no idea that he would depart so quickly like this. So your prayers for his uh, passage 
to the shelter of Krishna's lotus feet are much appreciated. And uh, best wishes to you for continuing uh, with your uh, practices for this month of Kartik. Some of you are taking part in Club 16, and we're seeing lots of enthusiasm for that. Uh, some rediscovery of the Maha Mantra, if we can say that. <laughs> Something magical about chanting 16 rounds nonstop. Yes, uh, so wishing you all the best and uh, keep well and uh, chant and be happy. Hare Krishna. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Ananta Koti Vaishnava Vrinda Ki Jai Gora Premanande Hari Hari Bo Hare Krishna.